0: So let's just get into it. Who who are you in the
1: world, Leah? Well, it depends who you are, darling. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we curse on this podcast. Trigger warning. Leah, her spiritual. Trigger warning. warning. Listen, we go from root to crown, root to crown. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right, everybody, it is Zoe Flowers. Welcome, welcome back to the Magic Hours. And today my guest is Leah Vander Linden. Yes. And Leah is an amazing reader and healer and just all around amazing person that I've had the pleasure of knowing now, virtually, for like two years, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's gotta
1: be three. It might be three. I
0: think it might be three. But we really started working together last year um, during the panorama and all of that. Yes. So so Leah has decided to be a guest on the show. And so we're so excited. I want to hear all about your work and all of the things that you're doing. And then we're going to do a collective reading together.
1: I'm so honored. I'm honored to be here. Yes, we had the pleasure of meeting several years ago in a really incredible, powerful course um, that connected us to the Native American culture and being able to utilize spiritual animals in our spiritual practice through dream work. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's been an honor to start there and then blossom into the friendship we have. So to thank you for having me, by the way.
0: Oh, of course, of course. I don't know. Maybe this will be a, a regular thing. Who knows? We'll see if you're, okay.
1: how busy you not are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, but um, to tell you a little bit about me. So I have um, been been in the spiritual community and finding myself along the way. Since I was probably about eighteen is when I started really diving into learning about the metaphysical aspect as opposed to religion. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, I was really blessed with the opportunity to infuse my spiritual practices I was learning about with my career. I was working in the mental health and behavioral health field <clears throat> at the time with teenagers who were at-risk youth, and so I got to test out a lot of these things like mirror work, excuse me, which I didn't know at the time was breath work, um, doing breath work and doing inner child work, which I didn't know at the time was that either. Mm-hmm. And then really just coming up with these different um, modalities of how can we help clients that have trauma that are already seeing a therapist may or may not already be on medication, but are still really trapped in unprocessed emotions. And so it just kind of came where I got on this rabbit hole of how can I help people release trauma without having to relive it. And that's where I got into the field that I am now. So I learned that if you do not remove stuff on an energetic level, no matter how much therapy you do, no matter how much, you know, you do to the brain to change it, if it's stuck in there energy wise, it will always be replaying the story and you'll always be replaying a reaction to that story until it's moved out. So that's really what I do. I help um, men and women be able to to move on from their story where they're stuck. So we do it on an energetic, a spiritual, and an emotional level. We infuse it with cognitive behavioral therapy, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping and releasing the emotions um, out of the body. We also do breath work, shamanic journeying, um, crystal therapy, Reiki, among many other things. But it's really For the individual who's really far in their journey, but they don't know why they just still keep having this same cycle of repeating behaviors or habits. And we get together and we really pull the the energy out. And then we actually do the spiritual work right after. So that's the main thing that I do. And then I run a spiritual community, which I'm honored to have you a part of Mm -hmm. called the soulful goddess. And it started off as this little community of 30 people. And we were meeting, (laughs) and they're almost weekly to talk about topics that everybody's always wanted to know, um, spiritual wise, and even just as a woman in general, but may have been kind of shunned in the community of, we don't talk about sex, we don't talk about why at 40, we can't have orgasms anymore, or, you know, um, talk about adultery and what it does after the fact, or, you know, all these just very big topics. And so it started as that, and we had 30 people, and then it just it just became clearly this need mm-hmm. for um, being heard and having support. And now it's turned into 1,300 people, and it just blows me away every time I pop in there um, of how many people just mm-hmm. really need to talk. Mm-hmm. And so now we focus more on spiritual things, and we have guest speakers like the beautiful Zoe and many others that come in and share their gifts and their knowledge and their experience for free um, to really help the collective, you know, deeper understand what spirituality is and how to connect back to themselves. And it's all about empowerment. Oh, so beautiful. So when you started with the group of 30, this was online or did you do anything in person? It was online. I was still taking, um, clients kind of in the social work field, sure. I was working my nine to five. And then I had a lot of the, the teenage clients, their parents would hire me to do private work when I left the practice. So they would come over and that's when I'm like, Oh, like, okay, I can do Reiki on them because it's okay to do Reiki here. Maybe not, you know, at the corporate job. Right. And then they started having crazy results with the breath work and stuff like that. And um, so then it, I became kind of this just like <clears throat> hidden coach that wasn't really a coach. And people started referring me. And so then I started building an in-person um, client base. But it but the other part, the soulful goddess has always been a spiritual community. However, now we do a lot of in-person things too. so.
0: Amazing. So I didn't even know about the trauma work that you were doing. And so we definitely are in alignment with that because, of course, me doing DV work for so long. And so, do you feel so? I know for me, when I started wanting to incorporate this um, into the work that I was doing, there was a little bit of pushback, I would say in okay. the early 2000s. Well, not a little bit, a lot um, in the DV field. Did you feel any resistance when you started incorporating these things when you were working in the
1: field? Not necessarily from my staff, right. but um, when I when I was working at Head Start, um, I was working in uh, the inner city at the time. And so my community was a little different than the other community. And it was more trying to, it was more just teaching, right? Like they, a lot of the parents were not understanding what crystals were. Yeah. And so there was a lot of disconnect from that and feeling like that I was giving their child kind of demonic, you know, yeah. vices. Sure. Um, but then just the more educated they became yeah. And the more I told them about it and then they started seeing their children's behaviors really dwindle down. Yeah. They didn't ask much. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> but in so the amazing. beginning, yeah, they were like, "Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> this crazy, weird white lady giving my kid this weird shit. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, oh, but he's better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's working.
1: <laughs> yes. And so um, there was a lot of, you know, things like that now chanting and stuff like that. I did not, um, incorporate in corporate because, uh, there's just still a major disconnect on, on that. And some people still, you know, but yeah, it was more from the parents than, than the staff.
0: So amazing. So what advice would you give? Look at you taking this in a whole different direction. What advice would you, um, give someone maybe who's working in the nonprofit sector or, you know, mental health or sectors uh, who are feeling this call to spirituality, what
1: would you say to them? Yes, that's a good question. Before I answer that, this just came up to me. I wanted to share, um, for anyone who works in a doctor's office Mm -hmm. or um, especially an OBGYN clinic and you're wanting to do something that isn't necessarily even spiritual but is just better for the collective. I had the honor of having an experience several weeks ago where I went to an OBGYN visit. And for the first time, I'm 41 years old. And for the first time in my life of being at an OBGYN visit, they asked me before they started the exam if I've ever been through any sexual trauma. Mm. And they said if so, then mm-hmm. they would change the entire approach of how they did my exam. There was someone there holding my hand, the nurse, the, um, the, the, uh, clamp or whatever she used, she used yeah. a child one to not cause more trauma. Um, that was small yet. Yeah, like everything was an honor of the trauma I went through. She asked me numerous times if I was okay, if she needed to slow down, same with ah. when she to touched my breast for, you know, doing, um, the breast cancer, <clears throat> excuse me, scan, she, the whole time she was like, is this okay? You know, it was just, I've never had anyone simply take the time yeah, to understand yeah. that, you know, that mm-hmm. tr- uh, someone who's went through severe trauma and a sexual, um, with sexual trauma, mm-hmm. that exam is pure hell for them. That's right. And so it's just simple things like that in your practice is mm-hmm. slowing down and not identifying each client as their chart, Mm-hmm. You know, and another client to check off until your next appointment. Mm-hmm. It's really taking the time to understand before you even get to know them if their trauma might, you know really impact the whole session where they're not even going to be able to connect to you mm-hmm. until you connect to them on their level. Mm-hmm. It's just taking into consideration if you've got someone that's been through severe trauma, just certain, you know ways to ensure that there's they feel safe in their own surrounding. Um, for the individual who's working in the field and wants to incorporate spirituality, the, the key thing there is almost everything that we do, <laughs> it really is similar to things that are listed in the Bible, to things that are religious that a lot of people do consider okay. Mm-hmm. It's Mainly finding the words that they click to mm-hmm. that takes the stigma off,
0: mm-hmm. right? That's right.
1: So, so if you know that essential oils is something that would really help your client. But somebody might be like, oh, I don't know about oils in the woo woo. You simply say you're going to use aromatherapy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To create a, <laughs> a mm-hmm. you know a calming and safe environment for your client, um, if you're playing meditation music and they think that's woo woo, you say you're using sound therapy. Uh, it's just switching the words. And then when you go to do um, you know if you're incorporating anything, just start with meditation and mindfulness, right? And then work your way up into okay, I'm gonna introduce them into a five minute meditation, and then they don't know that you're gonna do this, and then you infuse it with breath work. Mm-hmm. You know, just do it when you're there. But it's just infusing those little things or just placing a crystal on your desk, like mm-hmm. Selenite, and not necessarily saying anything. But now you've grounded um, and kind of cleansed the entire room. So you can, <clears throat> excuse me, bring spirituality in to the office without have, ever having to say a word.
0: Mm-hmm. At
1: my last office, I always had Palo Santo oil diffusing. So mm-hmm. I was saging the whole building. No one knew, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a people thought I was drinking tea. <laughs> and I had sage lit in the cup after oh, the tea was hot. No, I would no. it up to my face. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> tea is hot, The Tea is hot. Tea is hot. I sure what I put it in a teacup and pretend I was drinking tea and it was really sage at the bottom and then I'd blow it, you oh know, blow God. it oh my god okay so
0: anybody working in their office right it would every time you walk in they lift up their teacup yes <laughs> it might be staging yes
1: so you can bring spirituality um into into your office without necessarily having to tell anyone and you can make a difference by getting certain crystals and just putting them in in plants that are already in the office no one knows Uh and doing little things you don't always have some you know some of the most beautiful things we do spiritually are silently are silent you don't have to always say Hey, I'm bringing in crystals because y'all are acting a little effed up lately. You know, you just make a difference any way you can, but putting it in your um, practice, the main thing would just be introducing mindfulness little steps at a time and start with the meditation. um, And then maybe the next time you do a group meditation, have a crystal in the center and you just tell them. While we're breathing, this, this crystal helps us all breathe out, da, 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 da. It's just introducing it little seed at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. And what was that seed for you, that spark that, oh, I'm going to move more, I'm not going to say intentionally, but what what was that click for you to step away from the work you were doing and follow this path?
1: full force? The last, I've been wanting to do it for a while because I've been doing corporate and then all of this on the side Mm -hmm. uh, full-time for five years. So for five years, I've had two full-time jobs. And, um, but this past two years, there's been a major disconnect to me in the social work type of field of really not being able to truly help my clients. It was just like insane caseloads, like amounts of caseloads and pressure and not enough time in the day, um, constant budget cuts, so very little resources to help them. And um, it just seemed like there was this collective need of a math, you know, like being able to help them on a different level that that field could no longer provide. And so I just felt like I was at a place where I was crying for them to be able to have all these things that corporate wasn't, wasn't agreeing with anymore. And I wasn't agreeing with the way they were handling things. And so um, I think the last time was I had gotten on a client call and the client was suicidal and was trying to take their life on the call. And I was trying to, you know, I was telling them we're mandated, mandated reporters. And I was asking them what their protocol was and what we needed to do. And no one knew what a mandated reporter was. And so no one had a protocol on how to help this woman. Yet they've been in this industry for decades. Yes. And so there was all this stuff where I'm like, at what point am I going to realize that just because I have this heart to help people. Not everyone else does. And I keep getting these jobs where they help enough to look good on paper.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I relate so, to that. Yeah. And wow. so I just said, okay, spirit, here I go. Two years ago. No. Oh, when? Two years ago is when I wanted to start. I finally, finally did it October twenty nine. I've been a full-time entrepreneur only since October 29th. <laughs> congrats! Congrats! Thank okay, you. okay. And I, just, I just said to myself, self, yeah, what would it be like if you just believed in you enough? Yes. To give yourself and your gifts and the world your time fully. Yes. Like just go all in. Worst, yes. can Worst case scenarios, you have to do Uber for a little bit in the meantime, yeah. you know, like yeah. spirit will figure it out. Yeah. So I was shaken. They kept yeah. offering me more and more money, new and, you know, different roles, different positions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And everything just keeps falling into place.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So I don't know if you know that I did that. On February fourteenth of twenty twenty,
1: you did. Yes, that was your Valentine's Day gift to yourself. I
0: didn't. It didn't intend to be. Um, I can't remember why I picked that date, but I can't remember. I had I had actually given my notice the year, like in December, but there were issues with paperwork. Luckily, they didn't want me to leave either. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll just like rock it out until February. And then February happened. And then of course the whole pandemic happened. And, um, but I was blessed to stay on as a consultant until December. And then when the great, that great portal happened, I was like, I woke up and I was like, today's the day, no more cons- Like <laughs> I just was yeah. like the great, the great portal. I can't even remember what we were calling it now that happened in December of 2020. It was the, the alignment. It was that great alignment that happened. It was on like a
1: massive shift. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like that's what this portal in February on uh, 222 was as well. Yeah. A massive shift.
0: Massive. So I woke up and I was like, not one more day. Yes. I'm not going into the next, cause that portal had impact for the next 24 years
1: yes the portal of power That's yeah
0: what so I was like okay good day and I did have and so like you just I'm gonna just have faith I had a little breakdown in May because I was like oh my god what did I do I don't have insurance okay. I made a mistake bills rolling it's a oh pandemic. what did I do you know and then yes. and then I just I just I just talked to some people and they were like, you can do it. And, and then I was like, maybe I'll just do what I like to do. I started doing like YouTube videos and then other work just started falling into place. So I just had my anniversary, I guess, last month. Yeah. Of two years. So I say that to say, congrats. It is scary. Thank you. But things just fell into place. And as you said, they're falling into place for
1: you as well. So it'll get bigger and better. Every time you step in your purpose, yeah, it always falls into place. Yeah, yeah, so it definitely will. Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you, love. I'm excited for you. Look at us having all this in common. Knowing each other all the time and didn't even know. (laughs) I know,
0: I know, because we are like on that call. We never really like chat, chat. And then when we do our Tarot, we're just like all about the business of Tarot.
1: All about the business, baby, baby. (laughs)
0: But that's, why, but that's why I wanted to have this podcast too. So I can get to know people yeah. that I know from a distance, but that I want to know more. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know better. So, so do you want to talk about the project that you were involved in last night and today?
1: I'd be honored. So yeah. one of my, um, one of my biggest passions is, being able to finally break through um, just this massive disconnection between cultures mm-hmm. and people being able to freely speak their truth, um, have equal places and parts in this world. And um advocacy against um racism and people being able to finally be seen besides just their skin color has been something that's been a part of my soul since since I was very little um and so I've been in one fight my entire life and it was because somebody was being racist to someone mm-hmm. <laughs> I hit <somebody>. same here
0: <laughs> one fight one time yep. they were racist to me one fight Oh no, as a, as a kid
1: but that's it yes. one fight yeah that was same fifth grade somebody said something to my friend Monica I was right <laughs> <Yeah. ready. laughs> But I still have this major, you know, uh, passion for advocacy for basic human rights and to be yeah. heard and to be yeah. seen and to be treated as an equal is a basic human right. Yeah. And so I feel like when COVID first started, you know, everyone was um, dwelling on, oh my gosh, why are we having riots? Well, why are we not? Mm-hmm. People are annoyed with not being heard, and like you know, just this this separation between skin tones for sure. So I think that's a, also a huge part of what's going on just on a collective level, separation due to religion, separation due to you know, just differences of opinion and then now separation due to people in power mm-hmm. um, acting out of those who, who are not. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, quite a few of us uh, healers in the community out in Kansas City, Missouri have gathered together and we'll continue to gather until Saturday, I believe. Um, And so what we did was we created a flower um, mandala that was placed on a grid of the earth. And we have placed collectively uh, just different crystals on each country for protection, for grounding, for compassion, Mm -hmm. communication. Um, even the crystals picked had, you know, different healing properties for each country. Mm. And then each healer, um, has done breath work, meditation, prayer. We incorporated all the elements. Um, and so we're just collectively continuing to pray over the world and hold the world in peace so that we can yeah. become unified yeah. and find different approaches to, you know, once again, just healing the disconnection. Yeah. Is These this not working that we've been doing? They're just not working.
0: Right. Is this um, virtual
1: at all or is it all? Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, the person who's in charge of it is one of my best friends. His name is BJ Healer and he's a sound healer in the community. Mm. And he um, has a home called the healing house. And so mm. in many ways, it feels like a chapel. He has a room dedicated just to spiritual work like this. So he's doing it's virtually as well Mm. so you can pop on anytime and see a healer there doing something around the circle he literally sleeps around the circle on his yoga mat Mm. (laughs) so there's always someone there and so he's normally always live as well um but yes there's virtual and then in person so last night was open just to the healers and then today the community can start to come in too
0: amazing and so um is there an instagram that you can share for that or is it something that uh, i'm going
1: to pull him up right now i'm okay, so great to ask.
0: yeah no i'd love to be
1: part of that so his instagram name is uh vj okay. just lowercase v is in victor j is in jason but okay. it's actually um Oh my gosh. Now I forgot. It's something, something Jesus, but okay. But it's BJ and then it's healer. H E A L E R is his uh-huh. name. BJ healer.
0: I see it. Is it VJ Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I see the, I see the people. Oh, it's beautiful. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I need to hear more about Kansas City, Missouri, and sort of the spiritual vibe, the activist vibe. Is this a place that is um, very spiritually inclined? Is this a new movement? What are your
1: thoughts? Because this is beautiful. Yes. Well, we're said to be the, the heart or the heart of the dove is what people call us it's literally like the center of the U S in many ways. So it's um, it's crazy how many I, I, I grow, I grew up here. So to me, this is normal, the amount of healers and um, the amount of spiritual, like our community, that's normal to me. But every time that I do a live, people are like, we don't have community like that here, you know, but here we have, sacred cacao ceremonies, breath, like every week, there's something going on at least like five or 10 locations. Like there is a very large spiritual community. And so I work with um, what's called Casey mystic fair is the one that I am, that I tend to work with the most. And so that one has a group of healers that have become a really close family. Okay. And so psychics and, you know, anything you can think of numerologists, palm readers. But we all meet together and do workshops and you know different um, different things like that. But yes, Kansas City is huge for activism and change, and um, so there's a lot of lot of empowerment um, things going on in here, and a lot of like peace, world peace uh, vigils going on, peaceful protest.
0: Wow, that is amazing. So that must be why I had that amazing vibe when I was there and didn't want to leave yeah and in fact manifested a plane issue so I could stay another night
1: (laughs) oh I love it here and everybody's so nice oh my gosh everybody is so nice and I I don't realize that sometimes until I go travel Mm -hmm. I'm used to always walking and someone always holds the door for me regardless if their hands are full people always say good morning people help you know, let you cross uh in the traffic. It's just it's completely different here. (laughs) So it's very much kind of that Southern vibe. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, I love it here.
0: Amazing. So one last question before we get into our reading. And I you may have already answered it, but it's about legacy. And oh
1: shoot. Okay. What
0: would you like your legacy to be? Like,
1: what is the legacy you want to leave behind? That's such a beautiful question. Um, I would say the legacy that I want to leave behind is that people saw through me um, an act of someone who really, truly learned how to love herself. And her passion has become how to teach other people how to do so as well. Mm -hmm. And um, to teach people to stop searching for connection and validation through the outer world Mm -hmm. and really learn how to build that through the inner world first, and then everything falls into place. Appreciate that. So how can people find
0: you? How can people connect to you? Yes.
1: You know, I've been very guilty that everything that I've done has always been referrals. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to have a website yet, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: on Facebook, I have a group called the soulful goddess. Just make sure you look for a group. There's several other uh, business pages now named that, but it's called the soulful goddess and it's a Facebook group. You can also find me on Facebook as Leah, the soulful goddess is my business page and then my personal page is Leah, L-E-A-H. And then my last name is Van, V-A-N, der Linden. Um, so V-A-N-D-E-R-L-I-N-D-E-N. You can find me on there. And then I think I'm also Leah, the Soulful Goddess on Instagram. And same with my YouTube channel. Great, thank you. Yeah. All right.
0: Thank you, thank you, Leah, Leah, Leah. So That's we are going to so get fun. You. We are going to get into this reading, so um, we decided um, because Leah is already engaging in this mandala process, this this peace on earth, peace for the world vibe she literally left that gathering and came here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank She's you She's
1: been there, She's been there
0: like since last night.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> um, so we figured we would just stay in the same, the same vein, the same vibe. And, um, so we're going to pull a couple of cards on. I don't know what people can, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, what people can do to help the collective right now, um, getting, gain world peace. Right. Okay. Yeah. So as we, you know, as everyone probably on here knows peace always starts from within first. So everything that, you know, you put out to the world will be mirrored back to you. So, you know, continuing to, um, just give the world a breath, like just taking time to be, um, attentive by being intentional of how you start your day. So spending a few minutes in sacred practice of just praying for peace or praying for understanding or compassion can have a massive impact on the world. Um, I know Zoe and I've talked about this before, but one thing I love to do is spiritual showers, so when I take a shower in the morning, I set intentions for the day and I call in what I want to have happen. And you can do that for the world right now. And the water is, you know, one of our elements that you can incorporate in healing. So as you're cleansing your body, you're literally cleansing your energetic body too. And you can cleanse the energetic body of the world, which is asking any heaviness, go down the drain, any doubt, go down the drain. So one of the things that I pulled up is I'm using the wisdom of the shadow oracle deck. And this deck is all about self-discovery and really coming into terms with what shadows are holding you back. And so this to me is really, um, I mean, it really goes hand in hand with what we've got going on right now. So the card I pulled is resistance. So one of the things that you can work on right now is what are you resisting addressing, right? That you can lean into, Um, what are you resisting that keeps persisting and that keeps showing up and how can you develop a deeper relationship with what you're resisting? Um, so just taking a deeper look this week and continuing to look at any resistance that's arising within you, you know, um, and see what's underneath what you're resisting. So that's the first one. Um, also take time to make sure that You are saying no to things that you don't want to do and that you're really practicing being authentic, not showing up, hoping that you find validation through the yes, but instead that you're showing up because you really want to be there. Um, People can feel resistance when you come to something you don't want to come. And as sweet as you think you're being, you're putting that energy into the whole event when you show up and you don't want to be there. Um, So, you know, just really make sure that you're honoring what you want to resist and and know that um, just because you say no doesn't mean that you're saying no to the person or the friendship you're saying no because there's something that your soul would rather you say yes to. So let me pull up another card here. That deck does not want to be used. Another card that popped up is rage. That would make a lot of sense of what's going on with the world. So really pay attention to, especially we're under the new moon tonight. So pay attention to any emotions that are coming up that feel larger than life, that feel um, bigger than you. One of my favorite things to do is sometimes um, I can't think of the emotion, I just feel an overwhelming sense to want to scream, (laughs) or I want to lose my shit sometimes. So I always give myself permission to honor those emotions. And um, one of my favorite things to do is chant. Chanting really helps me with um, inner anger. And so what I'll do is I'll just light my sage, I'll light my candles, and I'll have the room dark and when i hum i channel all my anger all the words i wanted to say um even the faces of the person sometimes and so it will start off a gentle hmm and then it gets louder and louder and louder and i allow myself to just get that voice out get those emotions out through the humming and even through the breath i'll blow the breath you know just to release those emotions inside of me but humming is a good one banging on my chest uh, just taking my fist and banging on my chest and just going ah um is a good one tapping I love a man that's a licensed therapist named Brad Gates and it's called tap with Brad on YouTube and he has probably literally like four or five hundred you know five to ten minute tapping videos that any emotion you can think of or event, he's got something you can tap about. So the tapping really helps get the anger out because you're physically touching the centers of the body where those emotions are held. And so what he has you do is he has you say out loud what you're releasing. So you've now tapped that out and then you call in an affirmation of what you want. So, I mean, there's so many free resources to get it out. There's all kinds of YouTube videos too for breathwork with rage, but that one is coming up, and two more here. The other one that's coming up is really work on your identity. You know, everybody wants to do something powerful for the world right now. One of the most uh, powerful things you can do is authentically be you. So oftentimes we're walking around in this suit (laughs) of, or coat, so to speak, of labels that everyone has placed on us. You know, mother, um, talks too much, irritable, moody, um, you know, just all these ridiculous labels and they have became an identity that we carry that oftentimes is not our own. And so really work on with this new moon too, is who am I? If I stripped off every label that everybody's placed on me, who would I be? And how can I authentically show up for this version of me, right? So really work on just getting familiar and more into terms with who you are on an authentic level, not who the world has told you that you need to be. Last but not least is this is an opening. And I have said that from the beginning. So Zoe was talking about, you know, we went through this portal right when COVID first happened. And I think that that portal happened in many ways so that everybody would be forced to stay at home and go within and address all their shadows, meaning all the emotions they've repressed, all the events they've repressed that are keeping them disconnected to the connection within themselves and to whoever they connect the most to spirit, God, Buddha, whoever you you know, honor. With that said, this was meant to be a time as a collective that we're stripped from all comfort levels to really go within and who are we when we are not distracted, right? And so a lot of us really did go within. Our gifts skyrocketed and all these opportunities have opened for a lot of us because of that. So now what's happening is there's this massive separation happening before we can all become a union voices have to be heard all kinds of things are happening and it's for a greater open of the collective so just be gentle with all the emotions that are coming up as we go through this opening it's all about sacred heart opening um, compassion um, new ways of thinking new approaches new ways of um, communicating so be open to the messages you're receiving and see, you know, what what could I be more open about? What could I be more understanding about? Um, what is it that I've been really closed on, or guarded on, or opinionated on that I could change a little bit that might impact the world too? And have there been, you know, things I've been so hard on that I need to do some self-forgiveness um, around? Last but not least, this would be a very beautiful time to create a spiritual altar. Um, You don't have to have this massive pew and all this stuff. Mine was a TV tray for the longest time, right? So, or some people even do a cute cookie sheet. It really is anything that you have. Some people that have an apartment do a cookie sheet so they can just put it right under the bed, you know, um, because they don't have a ton of room, but you just get a little space where you put on there what makes you smile, what makes, you, you know, you have joy and brings you joy. And just, you know, pull it out, pray over the world, pray over yourself, pray over the ants, your ancestors or your, the, um, generations behind you and the generations in front of you and anything that you want to bring in and just spend five minutes each day, just calling those things in for the collective. Um, and you'll see what a difference it makes of just setting your intentions into, creating peace because peace starts, you know, one piece at a time by one person at a time.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for those. Oh, and, and our cards, I feel are very much in alignment. And I was, as you were talking about opening to, and um, the identity and the um, shifting away from certain parts of the personality. One of the things that came up for me that I heard was like, the time of the lone wolf is ending. And so the sort of following the urge to merge with people and not being afraid of that. So I got um, Brighton, um, which is Marigold. So this is from the um, Hedge Witches Field Guide. And this was in reverse and so you know, reversals for me are energies that are latent, that are waiting to happen, that may be stagnant, that are waiting to happen. Sometimes it's a complete opposite of what the card is in the upright. But for me, this is just, this is the stagnation. Like I want to be brighter. I want to be more excited about things, but I'm really afraid. Like I'm really scared of things that are happening or resistant or I just feel stuck. And what you said also, I wanna go back to what you said about things being in the cells. That's something that I very much work on as well with folks. And so understanding that those things do have to be talk therapy is fine. It's useful. It definitely has its place, I'm not advocating for people to leave their therapists. In fact, I'm looking for one. So, but, but to do this work too, right? so i have affection here which is sorrel and so sorrel is actually something that you know the people in my family west indian folks um they make a drink called sorrel and it has lots of different properties in it and it can be very healing or you know it can be um it depends it can be alcohol. it can be have alcohol in it but it also doesn't have to Right. So maybe finding this um, sorrel plant, incorporating the actual plant to help you to soften, to help you to welcome those warm feelings of affection in this time. And then I also have (coughs) peppermint. And the word associated with peppermint here is success. So we have brighten, affection, and success. And so drinking peppermint to remind you that everything is happening in the way that it's supposed to happen, even if it feels painful, even if it feels hard, and maybe also going along with what you said, Leah, you know, rethink your idea of what success means and your role in the world. And are you being in integrity with yourself when you're saying yes, when you really mean no, and that your energy really is affecting the success of the event or the success of the organization every time you involve yourself in it when you really don't want to. And then I have the wild turkey here. And it says the power to heal the earth is within you. So maybe folks getting a picture of a wild turkey or maybe as Leah was talking about that ancestral altar, wild turkey is actually something that we put on our ancestor altars and it is always welcomed. So maybe getting some wild turkey also and bringing that into your spiritual work, giving that to your ancestors. And then um, lastly, I have the star card from the Santa Muerte and I haven't used this deck in a really, really long time, but I was definitely um, guided to use it for this. And so the star card really is the light at the end of the tunnel. And so it's keep that in mind, have a clear vision of where you're going again I feel like this goes directly with what Leah was talking about the more that you can get things out of yourselves the more that you can walk and be in integrity the more that you cultivate brightening and affection with yourself the more you will be able to see the light in the tunnel and the more you will be able to be a way shower for the world as well your community your family etc so that's what I have.
1: That's powerful.
0: I know they both were really, really, really good. I'm so glad that we decided to do that. And I just also want to say that there's a lot of green in my cards.
1: Yes, there was a mine too. There was a uh, green for heart and then root, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, root is all about safety and co- community in many ways Mm-hmm. and, and growth and regrowth and, all those things. So
0: that's that's lit. That's exciting. So that is what we have for you. Um, Leah,
1: any final words before we wrap up? No, other than, you know, just anytime. I think I mean that's my biggest advice is anytime you're feeling disconnected from the world or from the person you love the most, the many ways that your soul just saying, hey, pay a little attention to me. Spend some time reconnecting to me and see what I need first before you go and address it <laughs> with the rest of the world. And it's crazy how quickly you begin to heal your relationships when you go within and just find the validation of why you're feeling the feelings that you're feeling and just spending time honoring them before you project them out on the honor world. I mean, on the outer world, I think just doing that daily of checking in of why am I feeling this way or responding this way, or even seeing someone this way. Um, and, you know, just connecting back to you. It's crazy how just doing that daily will heal the connections in your life. And if we all did that on a collective level, then the whole world could change in such a massive shift because we're not seeking validation from the outer world. We're putting our emotions and all our responsibility for how we feel on everyone else. Instead, we're going within and putting that responsibility on us, And it just allows you to really love someone for who they are, not for what you think that they should be giving and providing you. Mm. Right? I mean, if we all looked at our neighbor that way, think of how different things would change. Yeah. And would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Well.
0: I mean, what more can I say, everybody? Go, Go with find, it. Go with <laughs> Go within if you wanna win. Hey! <laughs> and if you want true friends. <laughs> We're gonna put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> Let's put that on I love it. So that's that love I seek. I have to seek me first. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So everybody, that was Leah Vanderlinden, an amazing healer, person, human. And so please go visit her on the um, things that she shared, The Soulful Goddess, on Facebook. And yeah, join the movement. And we will see you next time on the Magic Hours.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye. Love you, lady.